Real quick before I start the show today, I wanted to let you know that I now have a YouTube channel and I'm going to have new episodes of the show up on the channel as well as some short little clips here and there. You can find that at fairlyimportant.com slash YouTube or you can just go to YouTube and type in the words fairly important. I'll be sure to have a link in the show notes. Okay, on to the show. So when you pray, do you pray to a government official? Like, are you on your knees at night praying to the president or your state rep or your congressman? I hope you don't, because if you haven't realized it by now, the government is going to fail you over and over again, because the government is run by fallen, sinful human beings. Human beings who constantly go back on their word, steal your freedoms, make money from corruption. And yet, while we know that they're going to do that, some of us are still shocked when it happens. And we're shocked because we put our hope in these people, and all of a sudden our hopes have been dashed. But thankfully, we can place our hope in someone who will never let us down. And this is a fairly important podcast, episode number 54. And I can't believe I am 54 episodes in. That means that if I only do 946 more shows, I will be on my thousandth episode. So I am barreling down on that number. And I hope you join me for every one between now and then. By the way, if you haven't done so yet, I encourage you to follow me over on Twitter, Getter, or Parlor, and the handle is simply at Fairly Important. Well, hey, last week, maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't, but the March for Life took place in Washington, D.C., and it was the 49th annual March for Life. And the crowd at that march, they seemed really hopeful this year. I mean, we've had some setbacks in the pro-life movement. We've been fighting for unborn children for almost 50 years now. And we've gotten some bumps and bruises along the way. This year was a little bit different, though, because Roe v. Wade is on life support. However, as the march kicked off, former child star Kirk Cameron came to the podium and he encouraged the people in that audience that although it is an exciting time, and although we are making some strides in the world of policy, we've got to remember where to place our hope. And I think it's a crucial thing to remember. So today, I'll start with some words of wisdom from the guy who my sister had like 12 posters of growing up, the one and only Kirk Cameron. Why are we here? The Bible, the book that built America, 
says that those who hate God love death. But we're the family of faith. We love God, therefore we love life. And our hope is not in the White House. It's not in Congress. Our hope is not in the people who govern us or the laws that we make in this nation. Our hope is in the power of God working in the hearts of his people. I couldn't have said this any better myself, which is why I played a soundbite from Kirk Cameron. As I said in the intro, the government is going to fail you over and over again. They failed you in the past, and as I record these words, they're doing something somewhere that is failing you right now. We can't trust them. When he was on the campaign trail, Joe Biden told America that he wouldn't push a vaccine mandate. And he lied to us. It was a bold-faced lie, and he knew he was lying when he said it. And it took a battle all the way to the Supreme Court to put a stop to his mandate. Now, if you voted for Joe Biden for whatever your reason was, but you believed him when he said he wasn't going to try to impose a vaccine mandate on us, he failed you. Thankfully, it was blocked. Now, of course, people who work in healthcare facilities that take any uh, Medicare or Medicaid money, they are still under the mandate, which is One of a million reasons you don't take money from the government if you want to remain free. But just so you know that it's not just me trying to attack Joe Biden, who, I'll just say it, he is objectively the worst president in the history of our nation. Just so you know that, let's talk a little bit more about why that mandate for the the healthcare workers is, is still in place. And to do that we need to turn our attention to Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Because Brett Kavanaugh, who, by the way, many conservatives, including myself, were excited for for about 12 minutes, Kavanaugh joined the liberal justices in upholding that mandate, the one for the the healthcare workers. John Roberts did also, but I always expect Roberts to side with the liberal justices because he is one of the liberal justices. And you might be thinking, the mandate thing in the Supreme Court case, that's old news. That's like two weeks old. Why are you even talking about it? Well, I'm talking about it because it's a recent example of people in political power making terrible decisions. In Biden's case, he outright lied to us about the mandates. He said he wasn't going to do them. And he did them, or he attempted to do them. In Kavanaugh's case, He simply turned out to not be the man that conservatives hoped he would be. And that's not just the case with uh, this particular mandate. That's the case with a number of rulings in his very short tenure at the Supreme Court. And things like this happen again and again. So let me ask you a question. Where are you placing your hope? Is your hope in a member of a political machine who is going to stab you and your country in the back on a regular basis? 
Or is your hope in a candidate who already plans to go back on virtually every promise they're giving on the campaign trail? Or are you placing your hope in the one true God? And you might say, okay, hold on, wait a minute. Roe v. Wade is likely getting overturned because of things that happened during the political process, because of politicians. Well, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know that I'm fully in favor of being involved in politics. And some people think Christians shouldn't worry about what's happening in that political sphere. They say it's too worldly. And they don't want to touch policy issues with a 10-foot pole. I do think that you should be an informed voter and that it's wise to be politically active. All I'm trying to get across is that we shouldn't place our hope in politicians. I think of Psalm 20, verse 7. It says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord, our God. Now, this verse in the chapter is talking about how God is going to give his people military victory. But I think you can apply it to the topic at hand, and any number of topics for that matter. Our government and the governments of the world simply want power. And that's not to say that there aren't people who have good intentions. That's not to say that there's varying degrees of people who are, you know, swindlers versus people who love their country, and who are trying to make a difference. But as a general rule, governments want power. And we have to constantly work to keep them in check and deny them the ability to remove more of our freedoms. And at the same time, these are the people we salivate over every two years or four years when an election happens. Let me alter that Bible verse just a little bit. Try to drive this home. And help you see how insane it is to put your hope in the government or in politicians. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we trust in the name of Joe Biden. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of Brett Kavanaugh. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of Donald Trump. Again, I am not calling for you to completely disengage from the political process, especially if you're a conservative. Go out there, get educated, understand what it is you're voting for and who you're voting for. But understand that you're going to be voting for the lesser of two evils and that politicians aren't the answer. Yeah, I was really excited when Glenn Youngkin won in Virginia. I'm glad that he's trying to get critical race theory out of the schools. But Glenn Youngkin isn't the answer. I want to play just a part of that speech from Kirk Cameron again to, uh, to focus on, on, on one point that he makes here. Our hope is in the power of God working in the hearts of his people. You see, we can get excited about the possibility of Roe v. Wade being overturned. I am excited about it. We can get excited that the critical race theory is being shoved out of schools as it should be. We could get excited when a school district or an entire state says, no, we aren't going to allow woke gender theory For preschoolers, 
or for kindergartners. But the only reason, ultimately, that Roe v. Wade is 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 potentially going to be overturned, the only reason for that or for any other policy victory is because God is working on the hearts of men and women. Yes, do everything you can to overturn Roe v. Wade. March, make signs, sign petitions, have a podcast, run for office, vote for pro-life candidates who are going to run pro-abortion candidates out of town. But understand that it ultimately comes down to God changing hearts. And that is one of the many reasons that we have to place our hope in him. Hey, I'm sure that you already give money to all kinds of things that matter to you, whether it's your church or whether it's, you know, your your retirement. Um, don't stop giving to those things. However, in the event that you find value in this show, I'm going to encourage you to give a gift today to help me keep this going. You can do that at fairlyimportant.com slash support. And you can do a one-time gift. You can do a monthly gift. It can be for $5 or $50 or $5 million. The choice is really up to you. So again, don't stop giving to important causes that you're already giving to. Please continue eating. Please continue paying your electric bill. But if you like the show and you can find it in your heart to do so, head to fearlyimportant.com slash support and give a gift today. Alrighty, back to the show. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is there a politician on the planet who we can say that about? I can't say it about myself. God will always be who he says he is. If he makes a promise, he keeps it. If he says he will judge a sin, he will. If he says his mercies are new every morning, they are. My God is also omnipotent and sovereign. And what that means is that he's all-powerful and he's in control of everything. If Roe gets overturned, it, you know, it wasn't like he was surprised by it. It gets overturned because he allows it in his sovereign will. If Democrats win the White House, and if they have a supermajority in the House and in the Senate for the next hundred years, and I have to pause for a moment because it gets me a little gaggy thinking about it, but if that happens, God isn't going to be caught off guard because he will be the one who makes it happen because he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. That's Daniel 2.21. Politicians change their, their views on things as they look at poll numbers. And there are principled men and women out there in politics. But even the most principled are going to let you down. They change their minds on things. They do what they need to do to get reelected. And that is not always going to work out for your good. They're supposed to be here to serve you, but more often than not, they're serving themselves. And this isn't something that is just unique to politicians. This is a sin problem that happens in the hearts of all men and all women. It's only more noticeable with a politician or with a, a public figure because they are a public figure. People are going to let you down. 
But God is not going to let you down. There are going to be times in your Christian walk where you feel let down, where you wonder where he is, where you're struggling, where things are hard. But he's right there. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. When those times come, my prayer for you is that your hope is placed firmly on Christ. He's a solid foundation. And the winds and the storm can batter you, but he is a consistent, eternal, enduring hope. And you can lean on him. You can lean on him when everything's going right in the world of politics, when everything's going right in your own little personal world, your own bubble. And you can lean on him when everything is falling apart around you. Every president will die one day. So will every elected official. Your pastor will die one day. Everyone you know will die one day. You will die one day. And people have been dying since people have been around. We, we do that eventually at some point. My hope is in Christ because he's the only one who ever walked on this earth who died and then under his own power raised himself from the dead. And by the way, he showed that he had the authority to raise other people from the dead. That is the hope that I want to have. Buddha is still in the grave. Muhammad is still in the grave. Every leader of every world religion is still in the grave. But Jesus Christ, God, who became human flesh, he was the only one who was able to show us, hey, I've got this death thing conquered. And if you ask me, I want to say, I'm with him. He's the one I want to follow. He's the one I want to hope in. Things here in America can ebb and flow. We could be a fascist dictatorship 10 years from now. Because things ebb and flow wildly in the world. But Christ will still be the same God that he is today. My prayer for you is that whatever you're facing in your life, whatever's going on in the world, my prayer for you is that you'd put your hope in him. And with that, I'm actually going to wrap up for today. This is an exceptionally short episode for me. Um, the episode I had most recently, the one right before this, was, was a longer episode. I try to keep these around you know, 30 minutes or so. Every now and then they, they, they go to 45 or an hour. And I think uh, last week's episode was around 45 minutes. But I also want to be careful that I don't just make an episode a certain length for the sake of having it a certain length. I don't want to just put fluff into an episode. Because I respect you, I respect your time, and I'm really glad that you've made me a part of your day. And I hope you do that again real soon. Thanks for being here. God bless. Hey, I bet you thought I was gone, but I'm not. And apparently neither are you. If you don't mind, I'd love for you to do me a quick favor. Hit the subscribe or follow button in whatever podcast app you're using right now, I'll also ask you to review the show.
If you do a written review, I might even read it on an upcoming episode. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, CastBox, Podcast Addict, or Podchaser, or at fairlyimportant.com slash love the podcast. Okay, I'm going to go for real now. You can go too.